0: Hello, Oregon. It's Thursday, November 5th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Governor Kate Brown activated the Oregon National Guard to help police protests in Portland early Wednesday evening after officials said some demonstrators smashed windows of downtown businesses. The damage by a small group of protesters also spurred the Joint Law Enforcement Command, authorized by Brown, to declare that gathering a riot. Dozens of state troopers responded and ordered people to leave. Officers said they arrested at least eight people. As police and protesters clashed in one part of downtown, a peaceful protest for racial justice took place several blocks away. The demonstrations collectively attracted a few hundred people. Brown had said Monday she might send in Oregon National Guard members to respond to potential unrest after the election. Oregon House Democrats held on to their supermajority Tuesday night, but lost a net of one seat to Republicans, despite spending millions of dollars on campaigns to pick up Republican-held districts and defend open seats. Democrats had hoped instead to expand their control after a series of Republican walkouts stalled business in the Capitol. It's not clear what exactly it will mean for Oregonians that Democrats in both chambers held on to majorities heading into 2021. Democratic candidates did not cite a unifying goal to pass any particular policy priority next year, and top Democrats openly disagreed recently about a homelessness plan, although they are more likely to be open to calls from some advocacy groups to raise taxes on wealthy individuals and companies. The metro-regional government's proposed payroll tax on employers to fund billions in transportation projects ran into deep voter opposition across the Portland region on Tuesday, and what will happen next is unclear. A light rail line to Bridgeport Village, the culmination of years of planning, is in limbo. Safety projects on dangerous roads like 82nd Avenue and Tualatin Valley Highway will stay on the drawing board. TriMet, the largest diesel user in the state, missed out on funding to move toward cleaner energy, and a long-fought effort to provide transit passes to all Tri-County high schoolers remains a pipe dream. Measure 26-218's defeat was an outlier in Portland proper, where voters frequently approve big-ticket tax or spending plans. Proponents and business lobbyists who campaign against the measure agree on the need for transportation investments, and they're open to a compromise measure, but on Wednesday, neither side could clearly articulate what changes would need to happen to restart negotiations. A proposal to divert $18 million from the Portland police budget up for city council consideration this week would require layoffs, according to a city budget analysis. But the Bureau also has room to lower spending by canceling or delaying purchases and contracts. It could also redeploy officers from specialty units to help with protests and patrols to cut the use of overtime. It's unclear from the city budget office report released Tuesday exactly how many millions could be cut before police layoffs would be necessary. The city's budget director and principal financial analyst wrote that their projections are a low-confidence estimate, as they would need more time and information to produce more precise projections. Commissioner Joanne Hardesty and Commissioner Chloe Udaly jointly proposed the $18 million cut. Udaly was unseated in Tuesday's election by opponent Mingus Maps, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, who opposes the cuts and serves as police commissioner, was reelected. Oregon set new coronavirus records yet again Wednesday as average daily cases and active hospitalizations reached new highs. The Oregon Health Authority reported 597 new cases Wednesday, pushing the state's daily average for the past week to a record 546 confirmed or presumed infections. As a result of Oregon's unprecedented run, average daily cases are now up 67% from two weeks ago. There's no sign of a slowdown. The state Wednesday also set a new high for active hospitalizations at 191, and the state again saw an alarmingly high test positivity rate at 10%. Oregon has reported 705 deaths tied to the coronavirus since the virus began to spread in the state. Voters in two rural Oregon counties signaled they want to sever ties from the state and join Idaho. A slim majority in both Jefferson and Union counties voted for measures to require county leaders to hold meetings about relocating the border. The measure was also on the ballot in Willowa County, but fell just short, and a similar measure failed in Douglas County. Promoters of the idea aimed to have 22 counties in eastern and southern parts of the state, vote on the idea of Idaho taking over rural Oregon. Thanks for listening. You'll find more news at OregonLive.com. And please support our journalism with a subscription at OregonLive.com slash